Ladies and gentlemen, there is only one word on my mind, and it's a case of if you know, you know, and if you don't know, please get to know. And I think it deserves this little spotlight that I do for the intro. Palestine. In the words of Public Enemies, Chuck D, bring the noise. FM Podcast Network. I am Charlie Taylor, and this is what's good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've all had a good week in the circumstances. Fun fact: it's actually my birthday week. Um, yeah, it's May twelfth. That's me, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm recording this on Tuesday, so eleventh. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm about to be twenty-five in a few hours. It's, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool, I guess. Um, so yeah keeping it chill as always uh keeping it moving um i, I think i've said this before maybe it's on ding and digits or whatever but i i'm not really one for birthdays like like it's <laughs> it's like okay happy birthday charlie um you know your mum birthed you, <laughs> you know i mean if i feel like uh, i mean if we're being real we've birthday should just be like another mother's day really isn't it like they, you know, nearly killed themselves, uh, you know, or just nearly permanently physically damaged themselves. Some do, uh, in this person and you deserve credit for that. Yeah. You know I mean, I feel like that's the logical option of how to celebrate birthdays, but we just do it as if like, you know, we did, we, we did it all on our own. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh God, no, no days off guys. I birthed myself, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, the logic of birthdays don't make sense to me but you know I just use that time to reflect I use that time to think back um, you know just remember shit and uh, you know just see where I'm at and uh, hopefully move forward from this particular point um, but yeah man apart from that I'm calm so it's, it's all good um, making out complain um, but yeah there's a, a lot of stuff going on uh, just around everywhere <laughs> at the UK by-elections a couple of days ago that went very very well I mean that incredibly sarcastically and uh, yeah I'm just lo- I'm losing hope on a lot of things that's great it's fun you know what I mean just to <laughs> just to, uh, it's not, nothing like losing hope on on and having existential crises about many things but anyway we shall get into the whole show itself we have a, a literally what I call a perfect show and um, the way I say that is I mean perfect in the sense of this is what the show is supposed to be about right obviously I more often than not now uh, miss out a particular topic um, and sometimes use like you know two news sources for one uh, for for you know a couple of uh uh, a couple of topics, and you know, I like to I like to keep it varied. I know I obviously have you know biases biases towards certain publications, and that's you know I've made that you know I've, I've, I'm aware of that. Um, but you know, it's the words come through and the words hit for me, so I I, I rate it. Um, and yeah, so but this one is especially one of those special episodes, the one of the rare episodes where I have one topic for each. Uh, uh, segment of you know what I enjoy which is film and tv music sports and life and also I have four publications each four publica- four publications t- in total that's what I meant to say so uh yeah that's that's why I define as a perfect what's good episode uh, episode in a lot of ways it really happens but we finally got that ladies and gentlemen we got one we g- <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we got him anyway for Mazzies before we begin Email to the IG, Discord link, all that, all that, in the full show notes, including the articles. Please go give them a read. They're also in the full show notes and timestamped as well. So go peep if you feel like perusing instead of listening to the whole show. I actually don't know how how many people actually do that, um, but I just like to put timestamps because I appreciate it when the podcast I, I listen to do it. And uh, I feel like hopefully you guys appreciate that as well. Um, I hate when shows don't put timestamps on, on some shit, but is what it is. Anyway, let it be dropped. 
Es geht sicher. In a week where Colombia is in unrest as protests turn violent, at least 25 people died in Rio, where uh, were, were killed in a police raid. I worded that so weirdly. Um, a Chinese rocket, originally plummeting the earth with nobody knowing where, ends up falling in, into the Indian Ocean, which is just, I don't know, that's, that's like a lottery, isn't it? Like, imagine that, just a, just a weird death lottery. Like, this Chinese rocket might land on you. You'll see, you'll see, who, you'll see who lands on, but luckily it landed in the ocean. Nice. Uh, IOC and Pfizer strike a deal to vaccinate all competitors and staff, which is uh, highly beneficial, and we'll get into that topic uh, in a second. And lastly, UK voters will now need photo ID in order to vote in general elections. Uh, you smell that, guys? Uh, mm, sm- smells like... Smells like... I, 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 mm, sm- smells like vote suppression to me, guys. I, I love the smell of vote suppression. In the morning, it's great. I'm not recording in the morning, but you know what I mean. Anyway, let's hop into sport, start with sport. And uh, it's another Tokyo Olympic update. And I found this uh, via The Guardian. And it's a poll shows 60% of Japanese people want the games cancelled. And to be honest, I'm not surprised. I'm actually kind of surprised in some way that the number isn't higher than 60%. I'm surprised it's only a 60. Um, this is by Justin McCurry. And uh, other other agencies, I guess. And uh, yeah, let's just jump right in because there's a lot to go through. Uh, preparations for the Tokyo Olympics have suffered another setback after a poll found that nearly 60% of people in Japan want them to be cancelled less than three months before the games are due to open. Wow, we're three months away. Shit, it's getting closer and closer. This, this is so sweaty, honestly. Like they they they, they could probably cancel it like a day before. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually did that. Um, Japan has extended a state of emergency in Tokyo and several other regions until the end of May as it struggles to contain the surge in COVID-19 cases fueled by new, more contagious variants with medical staff warning that health services in some areas are on the verge of collapse. (coughs) The Olympics, which were delayed by a year due to the pandemic, are set to open on July 23rd. Mark that date, with the internet, with the IOC and organisers insisting that measures will be put in place to ensure the safety of athletes and other visitors, as well as nervous Jack- Japanese public. A survey conducted between 7th and 9th of May by a conservative <coughs> uh, Yomi Yuri Yomi Yuri Yomi Yuri Shimbun Shimbun uh, has uh, sh- showed 59% wanted the games cancelled, as opposed to 39% who said they should be held. Uh, postponement, an option ruled out by the IOC, was not offered by cho- as a choice. <laughs> That's great. Don't it, just yes or no. Just, just yeah. Uh, you know, in some ways, I appreciate that. Just let's not sit on the fence. Let's just get the concrete answers. Do you want it or do you not? Let's not sit on the fence. Because um, I feel like a lot. If the if the postponement thing was there, they probably a lot of people would pick that. But I appreciate the uh, uh, forcing of uh, not being on the fence. Of course, who of those who said uh, the Olympics should go ahead, 23% said they should take place without spectators. Foreign spectators have been banned, but a final decision on domestic attendance will be made in June. Uh, another poll conducted at the weekend by TBS News found 65% want the games cancelled or postponed again, with 37% voting uh, to scrap the event altogether, and 28% calling for another delay. A similar poll in April conducted by Kyoto News Agency found 70% wanted the Olympics cancelled or postponed. As public opposition holds firm just over 70 days before the open ceremony, the IOC and the Japanese government appear to be sending mixed messages over who is ultimately responsible for deciding the Games' fate. The IOC's vice president, John Coates, said on Saturday that while Japanese sentiment about the Games was a concern, he could foresee no scenario um, under which the sporting extravagance would not go ahead. I don't know, guys. I I I find it... I'm, I'm going to read this quote in a sec, but um, I just wanted to pause there and just go, like... I just find it weird when, like, IOC people talk about this, like, as if it should be their decision. Like, it should be your decision. Like, of course, you want it to happen because you're the IOC, right? But you have no... You're, you have no stake in this. You know what I mean? You're, you're not... You're not... Uh, you're not a country... 
I mean, you're not you're not a set of pe you're you're a set of people. You're you're basically faceless in some ways. That like you know, you you don't have to go to Tokyo, right? It's, it helps if you're there, but it doesn't. But people don't care if you go there or not. They probably won't, right? Why would they Why would they risk themselves to go to Tokyo and potentially catch Corona? Why would they do that? I mean, they're probably vaccinated anyway. But anyway, you know, what I mean, it's just <laughs> I don't know why you're talking. I know why you're talking, but you are the last voice that I would want to hear out of these particular powers that be. Anyway, quote, the Prime Minister of Japan said uh, to uh, to the President of the United States two or three weeks ago, he continues to say that to the IOC, quote said. Uh, but on Monday, Japan's Prime Minister uh, Yoshihide, Yoshihide Sugar, I, I, ho- I highly doubt Sugar, um, I, I'm probably saying it wrong, but apologies anyway, uh, said the IOC uh, would have the final say, uh, insisting that his government have had not prioritised the games over public health. Asking a parliamentary committee meeting whether the games will continue even if COVID-19 infections spike. Sugar or sugar? It's probably sugar, right? I'm I'm going to say sugar, but I'm I'm 50% unsure about that. Uh, Quote, I've never put the Olympics first, unquote. Yeah, why would you? Why would you? Uh, I completely understand that. Uh, He added, my priority has been to protect the lives and health of the Japanese population. We must first prevent the spread of the virus. Exactly. Exactly what you should say, as the Prime Minister of Japan. Exactly what you should say. Sugar has repeatedly, uh, vowed, has repeatedly vowed to go ahead with the Olympics despite the spike in COVID-19 cases, but the TBS survey found his support at rate at 40%, close to record lows marked earlier this year. A visit to Japan by the IOC President Thomas Buck, uh, originally expected to take place next week, is, ex- is being arranged for June. Uh, Fuji News Network reported on Monday, citing multiple identified sources. Japanese media had reported that Buck would take part in a torch relay event on Hiroshima uh, on the 17th of May, but Tokyo organizers had said the said the visit had not been confirmed. A prerequisite for his visit would be lifting the lifting of Japan's target states of emergency. The broadcaster said, "While no prominent athlete has publicly opposed the games being held this summer, Japanese tennis star Naomi Osaka said the time had come to discuss the merits of holding the event in the middle of pandemic." World number two said staging the games would should be discussed as long as the issue was making people very uncomfortable. Quote unquote. Uh, another quote. Of course, I want the Olympics to happen, but I think there's so much important stuff going on, especially in the past, especially this past year. She told a news conference ahead of the Italian Open. Another quote. A lot of the a lot of pe- uh, a lot of unexpected things have happened for me. I feel like if it's putting people at risk, dot dot dot, then it's then it sh- definitely should be a discussion which I think it is as of right now. At the end of the day, I'm just an athlete, and there's a whole pandemic going on, so yeah, unquote. Very, very, very 21st century um, way of ending that sentence, so yeah. Uh, the virus has brought disruption to the torch relay and to qualifying events. Last week, Gymnastics Canada said it would not be sending a team to last to a last-chance Olympic qualifying Rio de Janeiro in June over coronavirus concerns. Effectively, de- effectively denying men's artistic, women's artistic, rhythmic gymnasts uh, the chance to compete in Tokyo. Surely they could do it on under A and A, right? Authorized neutral athlete, right? Maybe they could do it via that. I'm, I'm just spitballing. I'm, I don't know if that's a possibility, but you know, that's surely an avenue, right? But anyway, uh, Japan has recorded more than six hundred thousand coronavirus cases and more than ten thousand five hundred deaths, uh, the highest in East Asia. Uh, on Saturday, it reported more than 7,000 infections, the highest since January. In addition, only about 2% of Japan's 126 million people have received at least one vaccine dose since the rollout began in mid-February, while hospitals are struggling to secure beds for newly diagnosed people. A hospital in Tachikawa, western Tokyo, is displaying a banner warning the medical capacity has reached its limit. Give us a break, the Olympics are impossible, it says. In Osaka Prefecture... Uh, which has seen a surge in cases. More than 13,000 people diagnosed with COVID-19 have been asked to stay at home as hospitals are full, according to health ministry data. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, this is... is, Every time I get... Every time I, like, want to give an update on the Tokyo Olympics, it's just just so... mm, It it just... mm, mm -mm. I don't know, man. It's just... It's just... So, because I'm, I like to, you know, like, I, I've said this before, I'm a big Olympics fan, right? I, I love the Summer Olympics. It's one of my favorite times of any time, right? I just enjoy 
just just binging for two weeks on like sports I you know care about sports I don't care about and just enjoying the overall vibe of it because it's so international the flavor is so just everywhere like just and the stories that come out of it are so amazing right I'd really do find it the pinnacle of sport right but fuck ah man like worst in Asia like mm, hospitals holding up banners saying the Olympics are impossible like that you can't ignore that that is so impossible to ignore it you can't possibly ignore that and you know I, I think I've said this before and I'll say it again right I want the Olympics to happen clearly right I want the Olympics to happen right but I don't want it to be at the um, detriment of, you know, the city of Tokyo and just Japan overall. All right? If they're if they're not if they're struggling, I don't want them to do this. I I simply don't want them to do this. Like, and I'm just trying to think, right? How is this going to work, like, in terms of like, you know, the opening ceremony? Because you know, th- I mean, previous opening ceremonies have been very populous, right? In terms of how it works, so. I don't know, maybe, sure, you might not have anybody there, but then you're going to have, like, people, you know, doing dances and shit, and, like, people in, a, like, teams of 100 or whatever, just, you know, dancing in unison. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot to take note of, right? And, you know, making structures and shit like that. Like, open ceremonies have to be bombastic, and I don't know if if the current climate can actually um, hold that right now. I'm not sure. And that's just, I'm speaking from purely creative standpoint and just a logistical standpoint. But yeah, man, I am not sure about this at all. I, I want it to happen, but geez, man, the, the writing is just getting bigger and bigger the closer we get. Um, there has to be a tipping point. I don't know when it is um, because I'm seeing athletes, you know, going do Olympic qualifiers. Like we, we I just saw some uh, track and field uh, last, this past week. They've been doing Olympic qualifying times, so yeah, man. Like uh, British champ, British, uh, I know the British Athletics Championships are coming in a couple of months. Uh, people are you know heading out to do meets and stuff like that. Things are happening. Things are happening. Uh, you know, sports are happening. So that decision's got to be made soon, man. <laughs> it's got to be made at some point. I don't know when it is, but. It can't be like a couple of weeks before. It has to be made at least. I don't know, but like we said, like and like we said, and I'll finish on this. Um, you know, a few ti- a few episodes ago. Regardless or not, regardless if this happens or not, Tokyo is going to lose money. Um, just economically, they're fucked. Like either way, so <laughs> it's it's you know the prime minister said uh, you know that, that he wants to do it for the people. He wants to you know take care of the people. But I don't know, man. Those uh, those 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 debt payments are gonna come through at some point, and uh, there's there's a bigger there's a bigger debt payment, and there's a smaller debt payment, and I don't know whether you just want to go fucking cut your losses, or uh, I don't know. But there's there's again a lot of decisions have to be made in quick time. So we hop into music, and this is all about, uh, this is kind of harking back, if you guys remember a few episodes ago, talking about um, uh, female representation in music festivals, especially UK music festivals, this is obviously UK based, um, but I'm, I'm assuming it's, you know, everywhere, uh, it's, it's a problem like that everywhere, um, but this is more about um, music recommendation algorithms, so, you know, the Spotify, the streaming sites, right? And it kind of uh, adds on to the festival stuff. It really adds on to it, and and uh, uh, it's another link in the chain. I feel so. I felt I saw this. Excuse me, and I and I thought this was an important thing to just uh, shout out, and uh, you know, just make known because uh, you know, I've I've personally um, made effort to uh, diversify my listening uh, habits right I, I try and actively look for you know female artists to listen to um whenever i do ditd's <coughs> uh, you know uh, music roundup uh, for the week most of the time it's always male right? and it and it and it really does jar me like in terms of just new music i i'm i'm 
in some ways not doing good enough, right? And that's me trying. Um, I don't know whether you guys try or not, but it's hard. It's hard to find, like, uh, female recommendation. Uh, but I'm sure there's a lot of places I'm not looking. Um, but, yeah, this is more about music recommendations and algorithms, right? This is more about just what the, you know, the, the streaming sites give you instead of you looking for yourself. Um, so, you know, lay yourself on the hook if you feel like, but <laughs> obviously obviously don't. Uh, but this is called um, Music Recommendation Algorithms Increase Gender Gap by Promoting Fewer Female Artists Study Suggests. This is by uh, Vishwam Sa- uh, Sankaran. Uh, this is via Independent. Let's get into it. Music recommendation uh, algorithms could be amplifying the industry's existing gender bias problem according to a study that proposes a new method allowing greater exposure for female artists. The existence of a gender bias in the music industry is not unknown. For instance, a study of top five music charts in the UK between the years 1960 and 1995 showed how popular music is, is affected by a large gender inequality with a bias in listening prefaces towards male artists. A recent analysis of music festivals found that lineups are heavily skewed towards male performance uh, performers, and this bias is also said to be prevalent in stream- music streaming apps like Spotify. So that's that recent analysis. I'm assuming if I go click the link, but I won't for the sake of just like you know losing the page. Um, references what I talked about a few a few episodes ago. A growing number of people use streaming platforms to listen to music, and these apps use algorithms to recommend songs based on the users' listening habits. In the first quarter of 2020, the number of music streaming subscribers worldwide totaled 400 million, up from under 305 million at the end of the first half of 2019. Now, a study presented at the 2021 Conference on Human Information Interaction and Retrieval, that's a sexy name, um, said one such recommendation algorithm widely used in music streaming apps is more likely to pick music by male than femaleized. In the research, uh, scientists from the Music Technology Research Group, MTG, at Universitat Pompeu Fabra in Barcelona, Spain, no shit, Spain, really, Um, (laughs) assessed close to 330,000 users' listening behavior over a span of nine years and found that only 25% of the eyes they ever listened to were female. They found that the first recommended track on average was by a man, as well as the next six, and the users had to wait until the seventh or eighth song to hear one by a woman. The uh, quote, the bias in exposure comes from the way music recommendations are generated, co- uh, study co-author Andres Ferraro said, uh, while the authors acknowledge that the binary gender classification does not reflect the multitude of gender identities, they said the current data set available from streaming apps does not go beyond this classification. In these apps, they said users listen to recommendation, uh, recommended songs and the algorithm learns from this pattern, which creates a feedback loop of more gender bias in the new music suggestions. According to the scientists, according to the scientists an equitable and fair re-ranking approach in such algorithms, moving male artists a, special, uh, a specified number of positions downwards can gradually give more exposure to female artists on music platforms. A follow-up simulation of how the re-ranking affected users' music consumption found that it would be it would enable them to use to listen to more female artists than before. Quote By simulating the feedback loop, we show that gender can be better balanced in a longer term when gradually increasing the exposure of female artists in the recommendations. This balance is achieved without severely affecting performance, they added. Eventually, the scientists said the algorithm, quote, began to place females higher up in the recommended list even before our re-ranking. In other words, we broke the feedback loop, they wrote in the conversation. In future studies, scientists hope to, hope to apply the findings for a wide scale of gender identities since currently data beyond the gender binary is unavailable on most platforms, creating a big obstacle for the research as well as making societal changes. They believe further research is also needed to assess how consumers perceive the long-term changes introduced by the re-ranking strategy and how the new method could impact people's music consumption behavior. So, a few thoughts on this. And, like, the first first thought for me is more about how people listen to stuff. 
Like, because I personally, um, I don't know how you guys, like, you know, uh, discover music or just re- listen to music on a on a daily basis, right? But the way I do it is uh, in a couple of ways. So the first, the first one is my regular rotation. So my regular rotation is one playlist is like I keep, you know, around 10 hours and, uh, you know, I refresh it from time to time. You know, I mean, take some songs out, put some songs in. You know, I mean, just try and keep it moderately fresh uh, for myself. And, uh, I mean, I mean, I can't do, I can't, like, you know, take a guess of, like, the the, the percentages of male and female um, on that regular rotation. But I would hope to say it is higher than average, right? I, I It's definitely higher than 25%. I know I've got more females than that. Um, so yeah, you know, that's, that's one, right? Um, two is more about just, um, I guess more, more, more primary, quote unquote primary research in the academic sense. Like I go out to find, you know, uh, different female artists and, you know, female artists on top of those female artists and go through the, you know, I like to use the, um, uh, what's the word, uh, the related artist feature, right, when it comes to Spotify especially, um, I like to use that, so when you, when you go on an artist page, you know, you scroll down a bit, and they have related, uh, um, yeah, related artists, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, you, you know what I mean, just artists similar to that person, right, um, and, you know, you go through that, and you just find some good stuff on there, that's, that's usually how I do things, when I want to, when I, when I feel like I haven't, you know, heard a new female, uh, artist, um, in a while, I go on there, um, I pick an IS or whatever, I pick a few, and I, you know, do some digging, right, that's kind of how I do it, and, you know, in that way, it's very, it gives me the opportunity to, like, because I like what I like, right, I know what I like, obviously, so if I go listen to a certain female IS, and, uh, you know, I like that one, I like that artist, I go to their related page, uh, related bit, uh, part of their page, and, you know, oh, good, there's a couple of, there's a couple of females that do similar music to her, let me go spin those and see if I like those, right? And you know, some sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't. It's a bit of a, you know, it's a, it's a it's a it's a crapshoot, right, on that front. But I feel like it's good for me because um, I'm doing the, I'm 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 putting in the work. I feel right. I feel like I'm putting in the work. Um, but I feel most people. I don't know. I don't, well, actually, I don't even know. I don't know how most people do it. Um, I know a lot of people that have, you know, several playlists for several moods, right, so there's that, and, uh, that's more about their personal taste, so I don't know how often they refresh their shit, that's kind of why I only have one regular rotation, and one playlist I usually go to, that is my, you know, literally go-to playlist, because I know what's there, and I know, uh, and I'm just aware of all the music that's on there, right, and sometimes if I make several playlists, I'm like, oh yeah, that's on there, you know what I mean, so, and I don't really have time to, you know, refresh several playlists, you know what I mean, how often do you guys do that, um, so I don't like to keep multiple playlists, you know, for, for certain moods, or however you guys do it, um, but I, I'm sure a lot of people use, you know, the discovery features, like the, uh, you know, release radar on, on Spotify, uh, which gave me two DJ Khaled tracks, how fucking offensive that is that, um, so, you know, that's a bit hit or mi- hit and miss, um, the, the, the Spotify, Spotify especially, I'm only talking from Spotify, because I'm the, I, I, you know, it's the only one I use, and, uh, you know, their follow feature for ice is a bit, yeah, it's a bit, yeah, uh, I, I don't know why it's so herky-jerky, like, sometimes it shows me a new ice drop in, and I'm ready for, and I'm, fo- and I'm, following them um but yeah and then sometimes it doesn't i'm just like well why didn't you tell me the size that i'm following has dropped you know what i mean they they rarely do it unless they're uh, you know that artist is at a certain pedestal in popularity like it's a bit stupid like the follow feature on spotify sucks um but anyway that's a bit of a rant um but yeah you guys obviously um have the you know the daily mixes you know what i mean maybe that is used and that's where that's where i'm sure the bias the bias in the algorithms come through because i guarantee if i go on mine now all right let me let me let me do that now so i think i have like five six daily mixes um it depends on how you know uh wide ranging your tastes are um i think that's how it works all right made for you uh all right we got genre mixes right we've got genre mixes now that's great ice mixes decade mixes uh time uh, here we go daily mix all right um, so let's hit daily mix six since that has a woman on it. 
Uh, who is that? Oh, it's Nicki Minaj. There you go. All right, so Nicki Minaj, Mary J. Blige, uh, Raphael Sadiq, PJ Morton, DeBrat, Kalani, Sir Kendrick Lamar, Eve, Nicki Minaj, Emily Sande, DeBrat, PJ Morton, Eve, Yazara, Mary J. Blige, Nicki Minaj, Mary J. Blige, Ronan Keating. Okay. <laughs> Never listened to Ronan Keating, but okay. Uh, Kid and Play, PJ Morton, DeBrat, Sam Smith, Montel Jordan, Emily Sande, Yazara, Mary J. Blige, Eve, Nicki Minaj, DeBrat, PJ Morton, Nicki Minaj, Mary J. Blige, Fat Joe, Eve, Faith Evans, PJ Morton, DeBrat, Yazara, PJ Morton, Eve, DeBrat, Emily Sande, Nicki Minaj, Mary J. Blige, Diddy, Avery Sunshine. I have never heard of Avery Sunshine. Who is Avery Sunshine? There you go, female artist. There you go. Hey, yeah, did it. Yeah, did it. There you go. The algorithm did something. Um, Shame she hasn't dropped anything in three years, but you know, maybe I'll give it a spin. Uh, and then Nicki Minaj, Mary J. Blige, and then Jennifer Lopez. And the only reason, right, that this mix exists, I think, um, since it has a lot of Nicki Minaj, DeBrat, and uh, Eve and Mary J. Blige, is because I recently listened to their entire discographies for DITD. And that's the only reason why I have that daily mix. I guarantee you that's the only reason. So if I go to daily mix one, which is a lot more to my, uh, which is look from the look of it, a bit more chill, a uh, bit more... Uh, uh, so Anderson Pack, Law, Khan of the Internet and more. So, you know, judge that how you will. Uh, so the underachievers, uh, Keikilo, uh, Denia Moore, uh, Sylvana Q, Flying Lotus, Jay Prince, uh, Lexi Ad, uh, I keep messing up her name, uh, Lexi Alajai, yeah, Alajay, 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 uh, Jamila Woods, uh, Ninth Wonder, Armbre, Voodoo Black, YTK, TK Miser, Duasale, uh, Tsar Rock, Andrew Board, Andrew Broder. Uh, Labyrinth, Anson Pack, Laura Connor, The Internet, Buddy, Collaborate, Katori Walker, Bod, uh, Bodies, <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan, Bodies, Link Loan, Good People, Soul Development, Reason, Shaylia. So that's 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 kind of I think I think that's kind of fifty fifty ish. You know what I mean? Uh, that's not too bad, right? So yeah, that's just me. So and this is the feedback loop part of it, right? That's where it comes through. Um, so, you know, you guys may listen to, you know, a lot of males and you don't even know it. And when it comes to, if you go by the daily mixes and you listen to that, then you're just going to get more males, more males, more males. And they're going to keep recommending you more males, more males, more males, right? That's how the, that's how, that's what they're talking about when it comes to the feedback loop. And I completely understand where they're coming from on that front. Um, the only reason I had that last daily mix was because I was listening to, um, those particular uh, female artists for one of my podcasts and that was honestly if that wasn't the case i wouldn't be listening to Nicki minaj right i wouldn't be listening to eve i wouldn't have eve mary j blige debrat uh um well mary j blige i love mary j blige but anyway you know Nicki minaj for example would definitely not be on any of my daily mixes that's a fact that that is a fact she would not be in my daily mixes right but now she is on my daily mixes Right, and I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that. I don't even, you know, mess with my daily mixes anyway. I, like I said, I have my regular rotation. But, you know, that's cool. But that's only because I have a podcast where I, you know, force myself to... Li- well, not force myself. I, 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 keep, I keep trying to find a better word for force because force sounds negative. But, um, yeah, well, you know, I persuade myself <laughs> to, you know, listen to more female artists. And that was obviously for um, Women's History Month in March. So, right, there you go. But do you guys do that? I'm sure you don't. So I, I I'm 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 one of these people in like and I'm kind of an outlier in this sense. Not a flex. It's not really a flex, but you know, factually, I'm just an outlier in this front. Um, but I'm just wondering how the average Joe, you know, listens to music because if it's via like you know the just the general mixes and what they re- and if you go by recommendations most of the time then she, you are not getting the best diet you possibly could. And, um, you know, I always preach that people should look on their own, you know, and do some, you know, quote-unquote primary research and look up stuff on their own and discover on their own and not rely on algorithms um, for this exact reason. This is the perfect reason for that. Um, So, anyway, you know, people, you like what you like, um, but, you know, I always say there's uh, there, there's always always some good stuff out there. You just need to find it, and this is a perfect reason for why you should do it by yourself and not rely on recommendations uh, for you to do so. Because most of the time they'll probably just give you the same shit 
that you've already been eating. It's like a it's like a restaurant, like or, or it's like um or it's like eating at home anyway. It's like if you know what you like, you're gonna put it in your shelves, right? So, do you just want fish and chips all day? Do you, do you want fish and chips every day? No, you want something different. So, go outside and go and go do some shopping. Go do some music shopping in some way. It helps. to film and tv and we are talking about international films or you know english language film remakes technically um and this is just a fascinating side of film um that uh, interests me in a lot of ways and uh, also frustrates frust- frustrates me in a lot of a lot of ways as well um but you you'll you understand where i'm coming from um i could have talked about the golden globes but Let's let him die, right? Let's just let him die with a whimper. Uh, why this is this article is called uh, "Why English Language Film Remakes Like Another Round Are a Tricky Proposition." This is by Scott Roxborough, great name. Uh, it's via the Hollywood Reporter. <clears throat> it took only 24 hours after Thomas Vinton Vinterberg's "Another Round" won the Oscar for Best International Feature, uh, April 25th, before news of a remake broke. Appian Way, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Jennifer. Davison's uh, production company, together with Endeavor Content and Brad Westham's Make Ready, won the bidding war, beating out Jake Gyllenhaal and Reva Marker's Nine Stories, as well as Elizabeth Banks, who was working with Universal Pictures for the right to adapt Vinterberg's uh, Danish drinking dramedy into English. DiCaprio is eyed to start as a version of the character played by Mads Mikkelsen in the original a high school history teacher who uses day drinking as a means to escape his midlife crisis. Vinterberg uh, gave his blessing and is on board to executive produce the remake, but the timing of the deal may have only encouraged gripes on social media from fans of the original. UK, UK, US adaptations of the international of international hits are nothing new. Martin Scorsese won the Oscar for DiCap- DiCaprio star at The Departed, a remake of a Hong Kong crime thriller, uh, inter- Infernal Affairs. Uh, Sean Hader's uh, crowd pleaser Coda, excuse me, uh, picked up by Apple TV and a record deal uh, out of Sundance this year is a faithful adaptation of the 2014 French film La Famille Belliere. Uh, I love butchering butchering languages. Uh, but as global streamers give American audiences more access to non-English uh, language fare. And as film fans become more sensitive to issues of cultural appropriation, the U.S. remake has become a trickier business. Quote, The movie spoke to a lot of people worldwide. You can't just take that, remove the subtitles, and tell the same story, says Dan Gawando, senior VP film development and production at Endeavor Content, who helped negotiate the Another Round deal. Quote, "Uh, With the much farther reach of international cinema now, we're not interested in doing that. And we can't expect that no one saw the original film, unquote. I'm sorry, what? How's the say how's the guy who helped negotiate the deal saying this? That makes no sense. So you so what? So you're collecting are you collecting the check but saying this at the same time? I'm sorry, is this hypocrisy right here? This is just like is this just like flying across my head? Anyway, continuing on, fuck it. Uh, the American version says Endeavor's con- Endeavor Contents uh, Senior VP Film Development and Production uh, Neg- Negin Yazdi uh, will be a quote-unquote reimagining of Vinterberg's uh, Oscar winner, not a shot-for-shot remake. Aspects of the film specific to Denmark and Danish society, like its morality, neutral attitude uh, towards excessive drinking, won't be transferred in the US version without cultural modification. More recently, there have been several international art house uh, two American film misfires, including the Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell star Downhill, based on Swedish drama, dramedy Force Majeure, uh, the Vince Vaughn comedy Delivery Man, which is off Ken Scott's adaptation, Ken Scott's adaptation of his own Quebecois, I think I said that right, Quebecois, uh, Laughter Starbuck, 
and After the Wedding, a gender-flipped version of Suzanne Beer's Danish drama from 2006 with Michelle Williams and Julianne Moore in roles originally played by Mickelson and Rolf Lasgard. Lasgard, sorry. Quote, Art house uh, films can be challenging to adapt because they often bear the signature of their director and that can be difficult to transport into another culture, notes Martin Moskowitz. Uh, amazing, amazing names for me to trip up on, guys. A lot of these, a lot of these names are really challenging me. Like it. Um, executive chairman of German mini major Constantine Film, which has scored hits with local language versions of mainstream Italian and French comedies. Quote: uh, The true cinematic art is very difficult to adapt. Unquote. This may explain why so many international films option for remakes never get made. Paramount's version of German Oscar-winner nominee Tony Erdmann. Uh, DreamWorks' planned adaptation of Hirokazu Koreeda, uh, like a f- like father, like son, or Tom Hanks's U.S. take of A Man Called Ove, or Ove, I'm not sure. There's no accent above it, so I'm just going to say Ove. Uh, the Swedish Sleeper from 2015 remain, as of this writing, in development hell. Moskowitz argues that highest concept films are often better suited for remakes, particularly if the original is not that well known or easily accessible via global streaming platform. For example, 2019's Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston comedy The Upside made 108 million in the US, where few had seen The Intouchables, the 2011 French film that Neil Berger's uh, movie was based on. Internationally, where The Intouchables was a monster hit. 426 million worldwide gross. The upside just uh, earned just 17 million dollars, uh, but never underestimate star power. DiCaprio's involvement what uh, was what convinced Vinterberg to go with Endeavor Make Ready Pitch. Quote another round with Leonardo DiCaprio is a sensational combination, says Moskowitz. I can imagine a lot more people will want to see it because of DiCaprio, who would ever watch a David uh, a Danish film. Yeah, so I'm. Um, I I don't know. Like I I. I feel like there's um. Cause funny enough, they didn't reference you know old boy, which um. Spike, I think it was Spike Lee remade 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 that, and that's a. Uh, I think it's a South Korean classic. Is it South Korean? I think that's the place. Um, I should probably Google that right quick. But anyway, um. But yeah, you know they 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 there's plenty, plenty. Of uh, other flops, they could have they could have highlighted here, um, but I guess they just wanted to be balanced in some ways. Um, but you know, th- th- granted, granted to them, right? Granted to uh, you know, um, uh, media forgotten boss man's name, and I just uh, Roxenberg. That's uh, Ro- Roxborough. That's the name. Great name. Um, you know, credit to him. Um, he named some films that you know I've heard of, but I didn't know were. You know, based off another film, into uh, an international film, uh, or, or just a different language film, uh, which is kind of a kind of kind of kind of makes their point in terms of just like support or whatever, or support for this concept of just doing this. Um, you know, I get it from like a you know if 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 the if the audience you're going for has never heard of you know the film that was originally um, uh, highlighted in. Then sure, I get it, right? I I get the, I get the thing you're going for here, but I don't know. I I feel some type of way just personally. If it was me, you know what I mean. If I made a a foreign language, if I you know if I was, see, I say foreign language like you know English is not a foreign language. It's a foreign language to other people, but like you know a film in a different country, right, with their own language, right. And then some UK-based or US-based producer or writer or, or you know just you know stars whatever just wanted wanted it uh, wanted to make remake it or adapt it or however you want to fucking word it right however you want to slice that cake you know I don't know I'd feel a type of way because it's like if you like this film you know big it up for me <laughs> you know what I mean like uh, help me get it to help me get it to, uh, you know, the US or whatever, you know, help me release it in other places, you know what I mean, I feel like that should be the vibe, but instead it's just like, let's just just take your whole idea and, uh, you know, just uh, adapt it for our audience, adapt it for our audience, you know what I mean, it's just, you're missing a lot, I feel like you're missing a lot, like, if I watched a US version of Lahane, right, which is one of my favourite films of all time, 
French film, 1990, mid-90s, absolutely amazing. If you haven't seen it, please go see it, right? It's, it's super good. Uh, black and white, just amazing. Um, great casting, great acting, love it all. Um, great music as well. Uh, if there was like a US version of it, I would not know how to feel. Because I've seen Lahane, and I love Lahane. So, why would you want, why, why? Like, the, the simple question is just like, why? And we know why, right? We we know why, but fuck, just, can you not just, like, stick your dick in something for once? You know what I mean? Just just chill out. Can you not just, like, you know, this is the thing. I guess because, like, I'm not, like, you know, the, uh, uh, the the average Joe when it comes to like film and let's be real. I'm, I'm gonna be real with you guys, right? I'm not that deep into international film, right? You know, uh, the last international film I saw was Parasite, right? And before then, fuck knows, right? I'm just gonna be real with you. Don't remember, right? Uh, I don't watch many uh, uh non-English language film. Uh, there's not many I'll watch, right, I would love to, I would love to make the time to watch more, right, and I'm sure if I asked a few of my film homies to recommend me some, they would give me a list of a hundred, guarantee you, right, and I'll be like, oh, good, there's plenty to get into, right, um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that, uh, I just don't have the time at the moment to, to get into, you know, another world, right, there was a, I, I remember seeing like a, like a bunch of South Korean films were like being, uh, hosted, being shown on YouTube for free, and I was just like, fuck, that's an incredible treasure trove of just, like, excellent, fi- excellent, fil- and it's an excellent, uh, excellent filmmaking, right, and I didn't even bother, like, I knew it was there, and I just didn't bother, I don't know if it's still there, if it's still there, great, um, but I highly doubt it is, and I just missed my chance, and, you know, you just always miss your chance for some things, and it's just unfortunate, so I'm saying that just to say that, you know, I'm not I'm not the average Joe, but I'm not a cinephile, right? I'm 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 neatly in the middle. But I can understand why the average Joe doesn't want to watch like Tony Erdman, right? I can understand why people don't want to watch another round, right? But it's film, bro. It's film. Like if you wanna if you if you wanna watch it, watch it. If you don't wanna watch it, don't watch it. Like nobody's forcing you. But I just don't I just it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth where um another um where stuff like this happens and you know it's even worse when it turns out to be garbage um now it's just like okay so you made this film and you just wasted money where you could have easily just bigged up this other film and uh now people are gonna and this is how this is how this this is my main problem i think right when the remake or adaptation whatever you want to call it is trash and then people see that it was adapted or remade from a from a, a non-English language film, and are they going to watch that? Of course they're fucking not, because the remake or adaptation is garbage. Why would you? I wouldn't. So I'm saying, uh, so I'm saying, um, you know, I went to, uh, I went, oh, uh, I, I ate this, uh, I ate this food, and uh, you know, and then it's just like, oh no, 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 you, you, no, you need to try it. You need to try it from this place, and it's like, bro, I've tasted it. It sucks. I don't like it. There is no way this could be better, right? But sometimes, if you go to the right restaurant, that particular dish that you thought was trash is actually good. Who knew? So I'm I'm just not into it personally, and I know it's work sometimes. And I think in the case of like you know when it's a real uh, when the audience doesn't know it's international, it's a it's an adaptation or remake. Um, then, you know, I guess it's fine, because there's no, you know, uh, attachment to it for them, uh, but, I, I, I don't know, I, I just, I just feel like, you know, if you can, if you can give them a bigger audience, go give them a bigger audience, if you like it so much, why do you have to go ahead and just make your own, it's just, uh, like, it's just, it leaves a, the whole concept just leaves a bad taste in my mouth, to be clear. So the last segment for this episode is life, and we are talking about the Gates divorce. Bill, Melinda Gates are split up, guys. <laughs> uh, 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 and um, yeah, so 
They're divorcing, you know, boo-hoo's fine. They're, they're, they're fine, guys, okay? They're fine. This is not a rom-com where, like, you know, Melinda needs to get her groove back, right? And Bill's not going to be, you know, suddenly wearing Jordans and, like, you know, like, pulling gel like, like a Lakers game, okay? This is not the vibe, okay? Let's just switch it up. Let's change, let's, let's change the perceptions of how divorces go you know for normal people that's how it is but for you know these people um no that's that's not how it goes i mean for one thing uh melinda gates actually went to like a fucking whole private island just to get away from the press like a private fucking island me like are you serious like that's the that's the level they're at okay as if i didn't have to tell you that but you know just for context, so um, I found this article and it fascinated me because it actually expanded a little bit upon the uh, tweet that I uh, paraphrased last week uh, in a week where, um, and yeah, so this is called uh, The Gates Divorce is About More Than a Marriage, and it's kind of just sums it up of how absolutely scary, like, rich billionaires are, like, it just, the, the power they have, like, so a divorce should affect the people in the, you know, in the close-knit circle, like, you know, the immediate family, like, you know, if they, if they, if they have children, you know, it would affect them, right? And obviously them as Peter's as two, as the partners, but it, it shouldn't affect the whole world in some way, but this actually does. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. This is by uh, Joe Pinska, uh, staff writer at The Atlantic. Let's get into it. When the Bill and Melinda, when Bill and Melinda Gates announced on Monday that they would be ending their 27-year marriage, they tweeted in tandem that they quote would no lo- no longer believe they can grow together as a couple unquote. The reason wasn't unusual for a 21st century divorce, but their private emotional journey has highly atypical financial implications. Between their personal holdings and their charitable foundation, they started to gather the amount of money they control somewhere around. $180 billion is roughly equal to the annual GDP of Kazakhstan or Qatar. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which they launched 25 years after Bill co-founded Microsoft, excuse me, is one of the biggest private charitable foundations in the world, with an endowment of about $50 billion. In a sense, the job of the jobs of its uh, 1,600 employees and its investments in malaria prevention and early childhood education have rested on the bedrock of Bill and Melinda's marriage. While their split is not expected to affect the operations of the foundation in the short term, both of them will continue to serve as co-chairs. There may be some uncertainty in the long term. What will happen to the money that they have committed to the foundation is another unsettled question. Forbes currently estimates Bill Gates' net worth to be about $130 billion, and that wealth is parked in a variety of places. The Gateses own more farmland in the US than anyone else. Bill holds about $26 billion worth in Microsoft stock, and the family has $130 million, uh, has a 66,000 square foot house with a trampoline room. Not a trampoline, a trampoline room. Fucking hell. Uh, When the richest of the rich divorce, the usual dilemmas of who still hangs uh, out with with which friends and where the kids go for holidays are mixed in with the fate of enormous charitable efforts and large tracts of land. (laughs) That's exactly exactly the point. The the dilemmas switch. It's it's crazy. Uh, Already, Bill has transferred nearly $2 billion worth of stock to Melinda. How the rest of the couple's assets will be divided hasn't yet been made public, but Melinda seems likely to end up with substantially more than $2 billion, in which case the Gateses would uh, would go from a fantastically wealthy couple that makes money decisions together or, or to two people, each still fantastically wealthy, who make a different who make different decisions and have their own ideas. Melinda has played a central role in the Gates Foundation's growth and once had a heated disagreement with Bill when she wanted to co-write the foundation's annual letter instead of him writing it alone. She also has an investment company that promotes women's economic empowerment and is separate from the Gates Foundation. Another wealthy divorcee in the Seattle area, Mackenzie Scott, formerly married to Amazon's Jeff Bezos, has already established a post-marriage blueprint that Melinda Gates might follow. In their divorce in 2019, Scott came away with a quarter of the Amazon shares that the couple jointly owned, which worked out to roughly $38 billion at the time and has since appreciated 
to about 58. <laughs> Obviously, appreciate it. That's great. Uh, in, a in a philanthropic spree late last year, she gave away $4 billion. Oh, that's nice. In one sense, the case of divorce is similar in that each involves tech billionaires splitting up after more than 25 years of marriage. But unlike Scott at the time of her divorce, Melinda Gates has alre already has widespread name recognition. And through her and Bill's work for the foundation, their, their, their partnership has become a brand of its own. Their shared fame lends their divorce the feeling of a cultural institution dissolving. Kind of like, no, no guys, you can't do it like this. Uh, this, this upcoming sentence I just don't like. Kind of like the recent breakup of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, just with less reality TV and more gentle coloured sweaters. Okay. <sighs> there was no need for that comparison. So that's no need. It's not normal for so much uh, to depend on two people, maintaining a loving, supporting, supportive relationship. Experts who study modern marriages, uh, modern marriage, such as the researcher Eli Finkel and the psychotherapist Esther uh, Perel, have pointed out how today's married couples expect more from each other more than couples did in the past. Today's ideal partner is somehow simultaneously your lover, your best friend, your equal co-parent, and your life coach. Maybe ask too much of a marriage of marriage to expect your spouse to co-chair a billion-dollar philanthropic enterprise with you too. That's a good point. That's a, that's an interesting point, actually. That whole paragraph is kind of interesting. Uh, in the bigger picture, the attention paid to the Gates divorce in part reflects how much power and money is concentrated in the two of them for all the good that they have done. Okay, questionable. Um, and with their future donations, we'll do. Maybe it's not. Uh, wait, that's a weird way to send this. We'll do. Maybe it's not a great idea. Okay, maybe it's not a great idea from a society-wide perspective to have two non-democratically elected people making such consequential choices about global well-being. Quote: Our society has made the colossal error of allowing wealth to purchase the chance to make quasi-governmental decisions as a private citizen. Unquote. Uh, Anand Giriharadas, uh, the author of Winner Takes All, The Elite Charade of Change in the World, to, uh, which is a great book, by the way, go peep that, uh, told Reuters in an interview about the divorce, if that weren't the case, maybe the relationship turmoil of two people wouldn't have such high stakes. And that's kind of it in a nutshell for me, of just, like, the fact that these two people, like, Bill Gates, right, if, if you really, really want to know, like, just go look up, right, the actual assets they have, right, and try and, um, try and, and if you find, like, a definitive list, right, of, of the assets they have, and the stuff they have done, right, there, there's actually, um, many a time where Bill Gates has, you know, been asked, you know, would you ever run for president, and he literally just out and out goes, why the hell would I do that? Like, I have more power doing what I do now than being president. And he's right. He's right. He is so, so correct. Like, he literally has made political moves just by just on his own. Like, he, 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 and people don't even clock it. Like, there was one in the Patriot Act, um, uh, Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj uh, a few years ago. Uh, I think it was about schooling, uh, education or some, somewhat. And uh, Bill Gates made like a whole, <laughs> like if it, even if it had like I don't know if it had support in Seattle, uh, in the state of Seattle, uh, but he basically just upended a whole like law or whatever. Like I I'm I'm literally just going off the top of my head. I, I I vaguely remember it, but I know for a fact Bill Gates was like imperative uh, to a law change or just something changing uh, in the state of Seattle. And that is not it. That's not it, Chief. Like these, Anand is absolutely right. Like of how these, <coughs> of how these billionaires, in you know, in obvious ways and also not obvious, not so obvious ways. Like Jeff Bezos makes very obvious um, decisions on like you know how people work in Amazon. You know, the, obviously we had uh, recently had like a. A, unis, a, new, a unionization in Amazon uh, thing going around in America uh, in the past couple of uh, months. Uh, I think that got squashed or just, you know, died out or whatever. Um, uh, what was that? What was the other one? Uh, you know, Facebook, hello, right? Apple, non uh, with the uh, with the monopolization uh, going on at the moment, right? That's all, that's all obvious, right? That's all coverable shit. Uh, the fact that 
the stuff that Bill Gates does is so under the under the rug. It's crazy. Um, and I'm not trying to. I'm, I'm sounding very conspiratorial here, but trust me, there is some shit that there's some shit under there. There is some shit under there. It, you'd be stupid to not think that he's completely on the up and up, right? You'd be completely stupid to think that. Let's be real, right? So, yeah, this is. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Like the the fact that these two are divorcing and the fact that there is so much riding on it for the long term is just jarring to me. And uh, scares the shit out of me. The fact that these two people, just by divorcing, um, have genuine, uh, can genuinely tectonic shift um, the uh, entire sectors of charity or quote unquote philanthropy, all of that stuff. It's absolutely crazy to me. And uh, yeah, uh, hashtag no billionaires. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we shall end it there from the Fifth End Podcast Network. I've been Charlie Taylor. This has been what's good. Intro music has been too much by Vanilla. You can thank. Uh, you can thank. I said that last week as well. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying that. You can thank Chill Hop Records. Thank you to Chill Hop Records. Like, I, like I don't need to thank them. <laughs> thank you to Chill Hop Records for the ability to use this track. Uh, you can find uh, both Chill Hop Music's and uh, Vanilla's uh, links in the full show notes thanks to Abby Hire for use of uh, Charismatic for the interlude you can also find his site in the full show notes and with that said hope you all have a good week I should always try and do the same but until the next time take it easy ladies and gentlemen